Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power Man Podcast. My name is Rory Pocket, and I am, as always, your very humble host. Thank you so much for joining us today. Truly appreciate it. I know you have a lot of other places you could be, and you're choosing to be here. So that's awesome. It means a lot. Tonight's podcast is in podcast form only. Um, nothing wrong with our uh, YouTube channel. Nothing wrong with our video. Um, I just did a, uh, a big um, video for our book club in our private brotherhood, Power of Man Within, on Facebook. <clears throat> and frankly, I'm just tired of looking at myself. So <laughs> um, we're doing this back in the pure sense. Uh, i got a few things I want to go over today, and I will you know, uh, get in, get out, and, and let you go. We will uh, power up and, and power on. So um, you guys know the routine as we get rolling. Got to have a sip of our preferred uh, beverage. <clears throat> That's pretty good stuff right there. And if you're a friend of the program, and I know you are, it's Freedom Hill Coffee. That's right, at Freedom Hill Coffee on Instagram. Great place to find them. Deep, dark, rich, bold, and beautiful, just like Mrs. Power Man. And I'm telling you guys, uh, they do all the right things for all the right reasons. And uh, they support veterans, which is why I support them. So look them up at Freedom Hill Coffee. Uh, I do not gain anything by you checking them out. Uh, this is just me supporting somebody that I think very highly of and uh, hope you like it. So go for it. Check them out at Freedom Hill Coffee on Instagram. Couple things today. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for the outpouring of um, support, comments, uh, all of it. After uh, you know me talking about what I went through with my son's accident, and uh, you know, not to belabor the point, the last podcast really wasn't even about my son's accident. It was about what happened to me, what I was thinking, what I was feeling when he had that accident. You know, and. Um, I think a lot of fathers, it resonated with a lot of, of you guys. And a lot of you basically said, you know, yeah, I, this happened to me and shared your story and said, this happened to me. And, and I felt the exact same way. So, uh, thank you for that. Really means a lot to know that, uh, you know, we're not alone out there. So today, um, you know, we're still talking about, about our kids because it's one of the things we do here. You know, our, our mission is to become better fathers, better husbands, and today, in particular, I want to talk about becoming better fathers. And for guys that are our age, we run into a lot of issues. We are, uh, a lot of us are old school. A lot of us have some, some older ideas, you know, uh, truth, justice, the American way, all those things that are, uh, you know, important and that we believe in. We, uh, we've raised our kids uh, to the best of our ability to have values and have, you know, good character and things like that. But the world has changed. The world has changed on us. And, and a lot of us feel like, you know what, it, it sort of changed when we weren't looking, you know, uh, I know in my case, I, uh, I raised my kids from the start with the idea that, um, they should go to college. You know, that was the thing that, that we tried to do was find a way for them to go to college. And, you know, as they were younger, they worked on their grades and they made sure they had really, really good grades. I mean, both my kids were straight A students. So, you know, as they moved forward <clears throat> and did great in school and 
uh, had extracurriculars and everything else. You know, we had a, a crash, which is well-documented. I've talked to you guys about it a million times. We lost everything. And it became very clear that if they were going to go to college, it was going to require a lot of financial aid and or athletic scholarships. And they were both very athletic. Uh, they set their mind to task and, and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this. And I was, you know, spearheading that going, hey, it, this is what needs to happen. We need to get you into college. You need to work really hard at your sports. We'll find a way to at least get you a partial scholarship or, you know, a school that helps with your financial aid or something, right? Well, they both did it. <laughs> they both earned um, scholarships to go throw, uh, you know, shot, disc, uh, hammer, you know, that kind of thing at the collegiate level. And you would think the story would end there <laughs> and it would just be, Hey, congratulations. They did it, but that's just not it. They both, after working incredibly hard their whole lives up until that point, they both decided they didn't want to go down that path. They both decided that they didn't want to take the scholarship and spend four years throwing and, and working their bodies that hard and um, putting themselves through that grind and go to college. So they both became entrepreneurs and they're much happier <laughs> for it. And that path as difficult as it you know was or may have been for them was very very difficult for me and i think a lot of dads uh, have encountered this or are encountering this now you know gentlemen the world has changed college is nowhere near as important as it used to be let's just be honest Jobs aren't paying worth a damn no matter what, whether you have a degree or not, <laughs> you know, and unless you want to go into something that's specialized like doctor, lawyer, you know, something like that, um, college is, you know, $100,000 waste of time to a lot of people. There are a lot of old beliefs that we carry with us that I don't know if they necessarily serve our kids anymore. And part of being a good dad is being able to adapt, being able to change, being able to, you know, see the new obstacles that are coming and, and overcome them. And to teach our children how to do the same thing. There are three things that I've learned uh, in this, in my travels with my, my boys, um, that I want to share with you guys tonight. The first one is, uh, money matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. That's number one. You know, when we were growing up, it was money, money, money. For a lot of us, it was, how do I make the most money? <clears throat> I know a lot of folks who wanted to become teachers, for instance. Um, I was one of them. And frankly, I made the decision to not become a teacher because I saw the type of money that at the time teachers were being paid. 
And I knew that I couldn't really support a family by myself and give my wife the opportunity to not have to go to work um, on a teacher's salary, you know, here in the Midwest, in the United States. And, and that is not a knock on teachers. I mean, I know a lot of teachers today who do very well, uh, you know, two-income families, most of them. Um, some of them have taken it on to get their master's and moved on to the collegiate level, things like that. But by and large, <clears throat> I don't think any of us, including teachers, would say that they make plenty of money or that they're paid the way they should be. I think most of us would appreciate the fact and, and understand that, you know, teachers are one of them, one of the most underpaid professions on the planet. So money mattered as much as I wanted to teach and I wanted to coach the reality of life set in. And I said, look, I, I can't do that because I need to make more money. And I made a decision about my life based on money like that. I made the decision to go into sales because of money like that. I made the decision to go into real estate sales because of money. Now, you know, did it serve me? Did it work out well? These are completely different stories, but that was what we did. We made those decisions. Kids today, they don't. They don't look at something and say, hey, all the money's over here. That's where I'm going. They're much more concerned about their happiness. <laughs> They're much more concerned about um, their time. They're concerned about, you know, their, their physical and mental and emotional well-being. And, you know, these aren't bad things. So um, it's different. And so we can't raise our kids just to say, hey, you need to do this. You need to be a doctor. You need to be a lawyer because those are the highest paying professions, you know. You need to be what you need to be. You need to have some interest, you know. It needs to be something that you want. And as we go down that path and we start to really determine with our kids, what is it you want? It gets sticky, my friend. The path there is, uh, is littered with sharp rocks and broken glass. <laughs> and I know because I've got the scars all over my feet to prove it. So I hope that, uh, that you guys will hear this. You know, Our old ideas may need to change. And at the very least, we need to be open to them. So money matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. And that leads us to number two which is quality over quantity. That's how the world works today. And that's what these kids believe with all of their heart and soul. They want quality of life. We were all raised that, you know, the more work you did, the more successful you were. Need more money, work more, work longer, work harder, put in more hours, uh, accomplish more, you know, achieve a higher peace rate, do whatever it is we need to do to do more, better, bigger, more. Did I mention more? <clears throat> the quantity of what we did was the point. And a lot of us derived our self-worth from the number of hours we put in in a week. I mean, I, I can't count the number of times that you know, I proudly proclaimed to my children that I had broken the 70-hour barrier again. 
And look, I'm not going to lie. That made me feel good. That made me feel like I was accomplishing something. It made me feel like I was doing my job as a, as a provider. These kids today, they look at it and go, look, these are my bills. I want to make sure I'm covered and I can have some, some stuff left over for entertainment, but I don't want to work my whole life. I don't want to work 70, 80 hours a week. I want to get a job. I want to work. I want to pay my bills. I want to be able to do things, you know, eat, go out to eat once in a while, you know, have a little entertainment and maybe, you know, start investing young, you know, slowly but surely. But I don't want my job to be the reason I'm alive. Quality of life is more important to these kids these days than it ever was when we were growing up. And if we rage against that, we're, we're literally at loggerheads with the overall belief system of people in that 18 to 25-year-old range right now. They just simply don't believe the same thing. That one was hard for me. That was hard for me to get, get my hands wrapped around. Um whether I was working hourly, whether I was working piece rate, whether I was working, you know, day rate, whether I was working on commission, <laughs> probably even more when I was working on commission, when I owned my own business. I mean, I'd go into work at, you know, five, six in the morning and, and I didn't feel like I could come home at three or four in the afternoon. If I was done with everything, I felt like I was shirking my duties. What was I showing my kids? If I just came home in the middle of the day, so I'd find things to do at work. I'd work on the next thing. I'd work harder. I'd, you know, prepare the next you know, lesson plan. I'd, you know, put together the next project, work on the next commission schedule, whatever it was. You know, get home 6.30, 7.30, whatever, you know, hey, you're home late. Yeah, a lot of work to do. And proud to say those words. And gentlemen, that's not life anymore. That's not living. And what has happened is a lot of us our age are learning this now. We're learning it much later after we've done a lot of damage to ourselves. And our kids have already learned it. Guys, they're ahead of us. And we can either embrace that and take back the power and take back the lead in the conversation. Or we can rage against it. We can yell into the wind and wonder why we're losing. The world has changed. At some point we woke up and it just wasn't the place we grew up. And our kids need us to change so that we can continue to lead them. Because even though they might be ahead, it doesn't mean that they want to go out and blaze the trail. What they want is for us to catch up and take the lead and protect them going their direction. Think about that one. Take that, take that one to heart. Because the last point, you know, after we've, after we've understood that money matters, but it's not the only thing that matters. 
after we've understood that these kids believe in quality over quantity, and frankly, so should we. We have to figure out how to listen to our hearts. And this doesn't just mean follow your passion. This means what's really going on inside of you. What's really going on inside of them. You know, who are our kids really? At first glance, our kids are the people that we've trained them to be. They're the people that don't want to let us down. They're the dutiful kids who understand what's expected of them and somehow also want to do what they want and want to do what they love. Underneath all of that honor and loyalty and duty that our kids reflect back to us, underneath all of that, is who they truly are. And you know, for the last couple of years, I've embraced that. It has not been easy. But I've embraced it, and I've done everything in my power to try to understand To understand them. To look past the bravado and say, who are they really? It's an amazing thing when you can make that move, when you can break through that particular wall. When you're looking at your son, for instance, and you can actually see who he really is. And you love him even more. And you realize, if I support this person, if I give my 100% undivided, undying, unconditional support to this particular young man that I'm, that I'm trying to get to know, that I'm looking at right now. If I do that, I will be leading him somewhere wonderful. I will be leading him somewhere that he truly wants to go. And if I can do that, then I can put my head on my pillow at the end of the day and I can rest easy knowing that I am doing everything in my power to be the best father that I can be. And so, gentlemen, I I challenge you. I challenge you to break down the wall. Get past the kid that you built. And get to know the heart and the soul and the spirit of the kid that really resides within that. Within that beautiful thing. Now, I know to some of you guys, this is going to sound a little wishy-washy, right? 
Gentlemen, this is one of the toughest things that you can do as a father is to admit that the path you've been leading them on is no longer the right path for them. And what is our job as, as father? Is it to lead them down the path that, that we want them to go? Or is it to lead them down the path, protect them, provide for them, guide them, and like I said, lead them in every sense of the word towards the path that they belong on, towards finding out who they really are. Our kids are amazing people. And, um, you know, those of us who work so hard to be good fathers, guys, look, give ourselves some credit. We've done a lot to lay groundwork. Okay. We've done a lot to, to instill good, positive qualities in these kids. But you know what? They're not all going to go to college and they're not all going to, you know, join a trade and they're not all going to go work 70 or 80 hours a week. And they're not all going to value money the way that we do. They're not all going to have the same exact values and What's important to us is not necessarily going to be what's most important to them. As I look at my sons, you know, in, in wrapping this up, as I look at my sons, yes, I have things that I want for them. I want them to be happy. I want them to feel fulfilled. I want them to feel successful in their lives. But I've had to... Uh, take a back seat to what their idea of success really is. And I've had to learn that. And I've had to learn it so that I can lead them there. Because no matter how old your kids get, it will never not be your job to protect and provide and lead. doesn't matter how old they are, how old you are. doesn't matter if you've got grandkids. doesn't matter if they have a house, if they've moved away. Your job as a father is to protect and provide and lead. Let's just make sure that we're leading them where they actually want to go. I know you can do it. I tell myself the same thing every day. And we'll all get there because you're worth it because they're worth it. And we just have to believe it until next time.